Welcome to the Self-Approved Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, J.O. Stacks, and this week we're talking about relationships and how your ex just wasn't right for you. I'm going to keep it short and simple like that, so let's get right into the conversation. Welcome to the Self-Approved Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, J.O. Stacks, and I'm with my very talented other co-host, Larico Dixon. Episode I'm so pumped about. I've been thinking about this all day. It's your ex just wasn't right for you. I think this is going to be a perfect conversation because we have such a big age difference. So we have two totally different views on how this is because I know you kind of came up with the idea for this. And then I, I kind of agreed with the how it was written at first, but then I really thought about it. I'm like, my life experience has taught me different. But since you are the young gun, I want you to lead it off and let me hear what you got to say first. And then I will give you some wisdom on my experience <laughs> in the dating game. So let's hear it. All right. Well, if you don't know who I am, like you said, it's your boy, Official Rico. And just simply, so simply, your ex- just wasn't right for you. And I like the fact first that you put in just. Like, because at first it was your ex wasn't right for you. And then you put in uh. your ex just wasn't right for you. And that makes so much more sense. But first, let's just talk about the dating side of things. Because now in my generation and in the millennium phase, or however you want to put it, the millennial phase... We have so many apps to date on, to have instant hookups. There's Tinder, there's Bumble, there's Chappie, there's Grindr, there's Jack, there's... Uh, there's, there's some being made right now. Some being made as we speak. And dude, I promise you, I've never seen so many dating apps whatsoever. And I'm kind of shocked that we have so many and most of these dating apps quote-unquote dating apps are hookup apps exactly you use tinder to get a booty call or something or you use any other except for maybe like bumble because girls start their conversation like you get to like want to match with them but the girls get to choose if they want to start talking to you or not actually this actually kind of takes you off your point probably but from a a gay side or you know bisexual side is it the same how does that work <laughs> if it's two guys how, who gets to go first that's a good question i mean well i don't think i don't know i really don't know i guess that's on a bumble side on the bumble side of things it's just picks whichever one so i guess if you say you both swipe then you can just talk to the person first i guess yeah okay yeah yeah. That's one of the things that, as you mentioned it, that kind of popped in. I'm like, how does that work? Because it's obviously the girl has to talk to you first. Right. But if there's two guys or even two women. How does that go? Yeah. That, no, we'll that do some was, further research good, on it. Yeah, right. That's a good question. <laughs> so there's so many dating apps and there's so many of these dating apps are hookup apps and uh, for an immediate hookup or something like that. So one, that diminishes the meaning of being, of having date. And the only time we date is we date for convenience. That is very true. Um, and I know it probably sounds weird for me to say it, but it's the truth. My generation, we date for convenience. We date because either that person has money, we date because that person has hookup, we date because we need some, if we're just going to be blunt mm -hmm. about this whole situation. And one very situation in particular, they this person has been posting it on social, about it on social media, and his boyfriend at the time used him basically for all of his like hookups, like for all of the people he knew to get him stuff. And then he was cheating. But I would have to say the the shortest relationship that I've been in has been like two weeks. The shortest. Yes. Okay. The longest have been about three years and a half. But I mentioned that because. That seems like that's what every relationship today is. It's a two-week relationship, and then I'm moving on to the next person because I got bored of you. And that's why your ex just wasn't right for you. Because, one, they were there for convenience and not for something long-term. 
And two, it's because, I mean, you've been with them for two weeks and you don't really know them. You didn't, you wasn't friends and y'all just decided to get together. And then three, basically, they're crazy. (laughs) You finally found out that they're crazy. And this may be, of course, past the two week span. Apparently, I found out the other day that it's easier or it's better for you to start like or be engaged or marry somebody after three years because you get to see them develop. And also another big thing is these people be out here having babies with crazy baby daddies Mm -hmm. and their family is crazy. And then you wonder why your child come out crazy. I'm just saying that was kind of off topic, but also on topic. But yeah, your ex wasn't right for you. And so that basically the dating game today is Pokemon. You catch one, you get to keep it for however long you want, and then you let it go. I would definitely agree that apps and I guess the internet has really changed the game, arguably for the worst. Um, a good example is my good homie, Data Banks, and his wife. Shout out to them. Those are my favorite people. Like they're, They are relationship goals to Aww, the end. Real but relationship goals. They were lucky because they're basically like high school sweethearts. Like They've been together for 10... Like they just got married, uh, not last year, the year before... But they've been together before this whole age of, you know, Tinder and all that. So they were lucky because they found each other during that time. Right. For people like us, we're trying to find, like, say, like, I've been through a bunch of, it's weird. I only go through two-year relationship cycles. I've had three major relationships, and they've always been for two years. But now, now that I'm back in the wild during this crazy app based dating cycle like dating game Mm -hmm. i it's so hard because that wasn't how it was when i started out and it is as you said it's because everything is so result-based right now like i want to get some ass right now i need to find someone right now you lose interest so quickly you lose interest right now (laughs) as you said like two weeks the uh the swiping has made everyone so numb to actual relationships it's so the dopamine hits you're like ah whatever and it's, again, if you're actually with somebody, mm-hmm. you can just quickly hop back on that app, a couple more swipes, and you find someone else. So it's, that is a big thing that's really changed everything. As I said, it's before it. That's why you see, you know, our parents and all that, they didn't have to go through this shit. Right. So. They had to go to, like, their parents' house and ask could they date their daughters. Exactly. And it, it, was, it was a different system. But there's something that you said that really caught my attention, and you said it's an uh, instant relationship. And I think an instant hookup can also be an instant breakup. Mm -hmm. And that's what these apps are, an instant hookup, but also an instant breakup. Um, There's something I want to do, because us talking about this, I just think it might be funny to listen to maybe some of the conversations that I've engaged in on Tinder. And... uh, I think this is going to be really funny because these people and you'll see how these people like they do what they need to do to get what they want. Just like any of us. We'll do what we need to do to get what we want sometimes. But like it's funny how they really don't care and you can tell that they don't care. But they try to butter you up, I guess, to say in order to get what they want instantly. So as as you're bringing your conversations up, I can totally relate to that because, again, I am, you know, a little bit older. I've been in the game before all this stuff even existed. I find myself, too, because I like, I'm more of an intellectual person. Like, um, that's why, you know, me and you are able to bond so much because we are able to have conversations like that. But for me, a relationship is more than a physical element. So I need some in, I need something that will intrigue me enough. And that usually is based off of conversations or, you know, um whatever would be through basically through communication and i've basically been off of all these these dating apps because of that and i find myself like i'll swipe with somebody and then i'm trying to you know because you know it'd be times when i'm horny and trying to get some ass but right i find myself i'm like i don't want to play this game where i'm just spewing bullshit exactly just to get some right and then you know you, you go back and forth a little bit you know a couple and then i'm like what am i even doing here mm. what am i doing and it's just so sad because that's just what it is now. It's again, it's I'm just this old guy now in the game, and it's it's tough. It's really tough, right? Because now we got to fake it, right? And so the straight hookup app, should I say, is 
Tinder. And I guess one of the gay dating or hookup apps is like Jacked or Grinder or something like that. But uh, sorry, but can't you Tinder? There is the option to do like you can do gay hookups on Tinder as well, can't you? And Bumble. I'm assuming, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I, I mean, guess the other but are- Bumble. I learned that Bumble broke off and they made a separate dating for specifically only gay. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and it's called Chappie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but so here's the funny thing. Here's something funny. So out of all, I have over 200 plus messages, right? God damn. And I opened You're it in the game. <laughs> just now and it says new matches 82. I think this is going to be funny. We're going to go all the way down and I, I will not say the person's name because y'all probably try to get messy. Um, the first, the first person they messaged me November 3rd, 2018, and said, I wonder if I asked, did you smile? Would you actually be smiling? What? Yeah, like, yeah I'm trying to process that. But. I wonder if I asked, did you smile? Would you actually be smiling? Oh, I guess I mean, like, if I asked you, are you smiling? Would you actually be smiling when you read this? Right. Okay, that's stupid. Other dry messages include, hi, hey, what's up? Hello. Because I think the real problem with these apps is that it changed it from a quality thing to a quantity thing. Because said, like, instead of dealing with trying, okay, you know, you like somebody. You know, back in the state when I was in high school, probably with you as well, when you like someone, you're like, okay, you got your friend to go talk to them. Or yeah. Talk you up. And you, you focus on quality, a quality relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're dealing with, how many people you had in there? 80? 200, well, 200. something, but 83 new people. So how, in, when you have 200 people basically in line, how do you develop a quality relationship? Or how do you even develop a quality uh, desire for one person when you have so many fish in the pond, you know? That's, that's definitely, that's a good question. That's remained to be unanswered, I think. Because there's a lot that goes into seeing somebody else from what their physical traits are. I was looking at another one, and the message says, don't swipe and drive, but you're worth it, lol. JK, cheesy, I know, but I didn't know what to say. So I got the message, and the message said, don't swipe and drive, but you're worth it, lol. Cheesy, I know, but I didn't know what to say. It's basically come down to a point now where you don't even know, like, they don't even know how to, like, start a conversation. And this thing that Twitter start doing, if you put in, like, hi, it'll pop up with options for a better conversation. And so that's how Damn, you know. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's how you know that there's, like, you only say what, I guess, what you will to get what you want. You're not interested in the conversation. It got so bad that Twitter had to come up with, like, openings and stuff which is like really interesting i think i also got like one about like the show that i was watching and then another one was talking about the school that i went to and then the other ones just say um or no i think my favorite one was damn you take really good pictures that was it i was like yes thanks i like i don't know I can't start a conversation with that. I'm literally going to end a conversation if I say thanks. And then you're going to say, you're welcome. Where do we go from there? See, and here is my Tinder slash Bumble confession. Let's do it. From time to time, when I see something that works, I'll basically just copy and paste it. Yes. And then I'll just hit up the next person with the same thing. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses, but... If it, you know, works more than once, then I'll, I'll go with the same thing. So that just, I can even like level from a side of, I get lazy with it and I just post the same thing to this, you know, someone else. Cause again, it's, it be, it's become a numbers game as opposed to a quality game. Exactly. And it's, again, it's a instant, uh, a instant hookup, which is also like an instant breakup because and in some of those, we must address that in some of those, you are literally like about to go have sex with someone your friend either went with or someone your friend is going with. And you don't know until you get there and you're like, oh, it's you. And then now you just instantly fucked up. Yeah. 
So now you got an instant hookup, an instant breakup, and an instant fuck up. I think that should have been like the slogan for this episode. Yes. An instant hookup, an instant breakup, and an instant fuck up. So they go back to the, I guess, the title of this episode. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to say that this instant hookup app-related dating game is why it's so hard to find someone and why your ex just wasn't right for you? Yeah, and and to be very particular, when you do these apps, you don't know these people, very right? True. You try to get to know them. I saw one of my friends post the other day. She was like, if I get asked my favorite color one more goddamn time, <laughs> I was like, right? Because every time you get into a relationship or you start liking somebody, you start asking them those basic questions. Right. It's like, when's your birthday? How old are you? Oh my God, what's your real name? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite TV show? What's your favorite food? And you're like, cool, that's all I know about you. But like I mentioned earlier, and then this this happens where y'all end up going out and you end up hooking up. And then very specifically, because it happens a lot, the girl ends up getting pregnant. And now you're about to have this person's baby you don't even know. I'm about to have a baby with a stranger. 18 years. <laughs> and you have to stick with that for 18 years with that person's family for 18 years or if they decide to stay there because, I mean, it's 2019. And the crazy thing is it's not even 18 years. Like, that's 18 years of actually having a financial responsibility. Exactly. No matter what, you will have that person will be a part of your life for the rest of your life. Till the yeah. day you die, they'll have a significant part of your life. Of course. And, like, one of... I can speak from my family's point of view. I won't be specific of course but there's this person in our family right now that i think the one is that like one of the complete idiots like he's crazy his family's crazy and now he's connected to our family and i'm like gosh i wish i would have never known you i wish you would have made a better decision and it's all behind like you get into these relationships and you don't know what to expect but because they look good And if you want to talk about it, even though a person looks good, it doesn't mean they want intend well, or it's like they may not be like mentally there, but it's because they look good. They body look good. Mm -hmm. Shawty got a fat ass or you know what I mean? Like, oh, he cute. But like, what's beyond that? You don't know what's beyond that. And so here's a good ex story. And this person that I'm going to talk about, I won't say their name, but if my brother listened to this, me and him dated the same person. And I think I, okay, listen, don't judge me, but I think I dated this person when I was like 16 and this person was like 19, nope, 20. And we went out for about three months. And then we broke up, and then two weeks later, my brother and that person got together, and then they were together for, like, maybe more than, like, four months. And so we have this person in common, but let me tell you, I'm not even going to exaggerate, but this person was, like, this person is crazy. One, they're sex-driven, so the only thing they really want out of Mm -hmm. this relationship, quote-unquote, is for you to, you know, have sex or send pictures to each other or something like that, right? And they don't really care about how you're doing day-to-day. They don't care about, you know, what your favorite color is or any of that. They just want what they want. Mm -hmm. And then again, you think, and you have to say to yourself, X wasn't right for me. Like, no matter where it goes, it wasn't right at all. So, I guess, how many major relationships have you been in? And I guess to, my second question to that is, was there a common denominator in what, why those relationships ended? Okay, I've been in two major relationships that if I could get back with them, I would. Those weren't the crazy exes. Mm. Well, at least one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, I, I can honestly say there was no common denominator. One was me and their attitude was so much alike so we couldn't take it. And we both was like, no, nah, we can't do this. We're too much alike. And then the other one was because somebody intervened and it got really muddy because of that person's belief and because of our beliefs. Uh, so that got in the way. 
But one of them that almost, I think, one of them that I did in, it was close to being a long, you know, relationship, but it didn't turn out to be that because of their family issues. And that's what caused me to be like, "Mm, nah. Because, listen, I have a type, right? But I also love everybody. And if you like me, I'll give you a chance, you know? And so I decided to go out with this person and... We hit it off, we talked, we went on dates, went to movies, we almost did everything together, and then like I started hanging around their family, and then I started to be around them long enough to where I started to see who they really were and who their family really were. And when you are in a relationship, you're in a relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. We're not married, so I'm not in a relationship with your family. Or, catch this, the other person that you're in a relationship with. And you just didn't want to tell me. But when I go to your family's house and your family's asking me, oh, is this the person? Oh. And I'm like, what? Is this the person? What, what do you mean? And it was like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not. You're and not then, the person. Right, you're <laughs> not the person. And then they call, like, they call her over and... It's like, what happened to the other fella? He was nice and da-da-da-da-da. And then she's like, well, this is like another person and he's nice and smart and everything. And then you see that her uncles, I'm just going to be blunt with it. Her uncles was racist Mm. and very misogynistic. And the way that they treated her, I I don't know. It was just a crazy family. And so... Again, like, I think that just proves the point that, you know, your ex wasn't right for you because we go in and we get on these apps and we try to find instant hookups and we have instant fuck-ups. And sometimes it can cause us a long time thing that now we have to deal with for the rest of our lives and deal with your crazy family and your crazy cousins. And then I got to see you at the family barbecue and we keep trying to run away from you. And then not only that, but that's how divorce happens. Right. Because we got to talk about that. If we're going to talk about the exes and how these people get divorces because you married into the wrong family. You married into a stranger. You got married. Oh, that's a good chill. Married to a stranger. I think Write we it down. Should, Write it down. <laughs> I think we should. We, we, yeah, that's, that, that needs to come out. Copywritten. Don't take it. TM. Nobody. 2019. <laughs> Nobody. But no, you get married to the stranger. You get in a relationship with the stranger. And you end up having a baby and now you're stuck with this family or then you divorce and then you mess up even more and then or you like end up being in this relationship and all this stuff is going wrong. And then there's even these relationships where you're one of the best people on earth. But when you get with this person, now you got to now you feel like you have to impress this person. That person's making you change who you are and change your, you know, your values and stuff like that. And so now you're changing yourself for this person. And then you don't really catch it. And then other people try to warn you. And you're like, no, he loves me or she loves me. And then I've even heard people say, oh, no, he hits me because he loves me. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. You, you know how stupid you sound. And then you just realize your ex just wasn't right for you. And that's where I'm going to kind of pull back here and kind of change the dynamics of the conversation. Because I said, when you put down that title... I was like, yes, I can relate to this in so many different ways. But then when I actually started thinking about it and just how my life has gone, I said I've been through basically three major relationships, Mm -hmm. all two years, like almost to the day, like two years. Every time it's two years, it just ends. But then I really thought about it is we are not meant to be with one single person. I'm not, I don't believe in polygamy. I believe in monogamy. But I believe that we go through different phases in our lives. Mm-hmm. So my first relationship, high school. High school sweetheart. Two years, goes through that. My next phase was with, uh, was actually at the time she was my manager, my, my work. And we were going through a two-year phase and she was amazing. I could have honestly seen myself marrying this woman. Aww, however, though. That's cute. However, oh, though. However. We broke up on the fact that me and my uh, my good homie, G Lovely, shout out, 
um, we were talking about going to Vancouver to pursue our film careers, mm-hmm. Vancouver Film School. Mm-hmm. And when she obviously heard about that, I don't know how she did. I don't know how it came to the grapevine. But she wasn't happy because her her family, you know, most women are more family-orientated, right? right? So the thought of moving out to Vancouver was out of the question. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the relationship slowly just died out. And once that relationship died out, I was free and I moved to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So then I do that, you know, spend my, my year out there, come back. You know, I, I racked up like $30,000 in debt from this school, went back, to, went back home. Sheesh. And just went back on the grind. And then mm-hmm. I eventually got with my, my most recent ex, and she had a child. So again, got back into that cycle. But during that time, I was able to clamp down, and I got a really good corporate job. Again, this was someone that, you know, we were kind of on that path of, I wouldn't say necessarily marriage, but with a child involved, you know, you have that family dynamic. But I was always, you know, I've never lost the dream of Los Angeles. So I would always say... We're going to move to L.A. We're going to move to L.A. And she was not having it at all. And she was the mind, you know, she was, it was, again, how people are raised. Her family, they didn't come from the, the best of beginnings. So what we, were, what we had was status quo for her. She was content with that. Right. And I wasn't content with that. But during that time, I was able to basically rebuild my life. I was able to take my $30,000 of debt. I clamped down, got more conservative and I built it into like at least I think I had thirty thousand dollars in the bank, and I was at the time again. It's my dream was not going to be stopped, and right. that slowly fizzled out because I knew where I wanted to go, and we had totally different viewpoints mm-hmm. on where we want to go in life, and that's again where the the relationship fizzled out. So to get back to my point is that all the women in my life I've been in relationships with have played a critical role in who to who I am today. But if I would just would have stayed with one of them, so that basically not so much my, my high school sweetheart, but my two other ones, I said I could have seen myself easily being married to either one of them. Mm. But if I would have, I would not be here today on this podcast in L.A. pursuing my dream. So that's what I'm saying is that exes, they, do, they were meant for you. That you just weren't meant to be with them long term. Like I said, I'm not a polygamist. I don't believe in polygamy, but they play their role to, you know, sometimes get your shit in order. And um, I don't like to say it this way, but on to the next one. That's why I'm very, the standard is set high for what I want, but now I need someone who's gonna be in line with where I want to go from here. So that's my age, my, uh, my experience coming into play. So. You know, there's there's this like quote that people always say: is people are in your life for a reason and for a season. Ooh, and I like you, that one. I really like to, that. You have to remember that seasons change. Mm-hmm. Summer turns into fall. Fall turns into winter. Winter turns turns into the spring, and spring turns into summer. I'm really happy you dropped that right after that because. I wish I would have had that to end my little spiel there. So thank you. You were just so insane. <laughs> but it, it's really true because we try we tried to make seasonal folk long time folk, mm-hmm. and that's where again where these relationships end, divorces happen, and it's because we try to make these people stay, and they're not meant to stay. Right. There, you have these people to come in your life and teach you a lesson and move on. And I hate to say it that way because it sometimes it ends very badly, but also some end very good, and then some end with y'all coming to the same conclusion. But most of all, they're there to help teach you a lesson about you know certain things in life, and then you're like, oh wait, I learned that from that person. I guarantee you, if you think if you remove all the hate and bitterness or whatever you have toward your ex, and you think about what did I learn from this relationship. And then you you just think about that and you're like, oh, right, that's why I shouldn't be with that person because I saw this. But one of the biggest things you said, and you said it in so many words, is if your values don't match up. That's a big thing. You don't stay with them because then they're gonna, your values are going to change or your values are going to become less important or you're just going to get rid of them altogether. Or the worst thing is, I think this is what happens with a lot of relationships or marriages, I guess. Better to say marriages is that when the values don't line up, you settle. And when you settle, that creates resentment. Because say 
say for example, if I would have continued to be with one of my exes there and, you know, 15, 20 years down the line, we're still back in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, living in, you know, a shitty little apartment, just getting by. Right. I would have resented them, either of them, for saying like, hey, I had this big vision. I had so much potential, but because your views or your values didn't line up with mine, I settled. Right. I could have been this big, successful person, right. but because of you, I settled. And that's and where that's where, up. And that's that, where the relationships and marriages break right. down. And that blame game start to happen, mm-hmm. too, because I've heard it many times in relationships or marriages that fail is... I had all these dreams and goals, and then we had kids, mm-hmm. and then we got married. You did this to me. You did this to me, and you're like, uh, did I? Or was it you? You told me to take out it, the condom. It was like, <laughs> but ultimately, it was up to you to make that decision to say, I want to do this. Yeah, you might have been pressured to do it, but it was your ultimate decision to say, I want to do it. And being in that relationship. Hey, everybody. I really do hope you love the Self-Approved Podcast. Did you know that you can get actually paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this new free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if you're a good person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code SELFAPPROVED and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on here, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code SELFAPPROVED. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. I think overall, just overall, this conversation is for anybody that's going into a relationship or wants to get into a relationship. I have a friend that hasn't even had a relationship yet. Mm. And I think that's the best part is because they can see and learn from all of this, especially now in this age that there's people, especially in our industry, get married for publicity. Right. And then they get divorced for publicity. But... If if a relationship makes you change your value or makes you only marry or be with this person because of the way they look, they're not right for you. And then you, especially for the ones that begin to resent each other because I got married to you and we had kids and now I can't be a football star. Mm-hmm. And I and like you said, I had so much potential, but watch this: people fall in love with the potential, not you. Right. And I think that's a big thing to remember is that. People don't fall in love with people. People fall in love with the potential of you. People fall in love with the attraction of you. People fall in love with your skin color or with the features of you. They don't fall in love with you. And when you do find that person, one, it's very rare. But when you do, you have to have the knowledge and have to have the maturity to be able to know how to deal with that situation. And I think that's where that wisdom that you just kind of drop comes in because through all of what you were saying, this is what I got. Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, this is why we can have these conversations because there's an age difference. But I also said too that like you're a big brother to me. So being able to have these brotherly conversations because you can't have these conversations nowhere else these days because it's very taboo to have these conversations Having these conversations can be a dangerous territory. And when people don't like what you're saying, then that can end up in a breakup. Or you've been, have you ever been in this relationship? And before we wrap up, I think this is just important. Have you ever been in that relationship where they, they, you get mad or they just find something small just to make you mad, just to mess with you? Mm-hmm. And then it continues to happen. And then it gets worse, and then it gets worse, and then it gets worse. And then y'all are arguing about the toothpaste cap on the damn counter. Right. And you're like, all right, when is this going to stop? We, we can't keep this up. We can't keep doing this. And then y'all end up breaking up. And then you look back, and you're like, oh, yeah, she was crazy. And it, I hate to say it like that because it's in, in today's society... You, you calling a woman crazy can be misogynistic. Oh, that's 
That's a fight waiting to happen. That's a fight <laughs> waiting to happen. Is it because I'm a woman? No, it's not. It's just because you're actually crazy. Yeah. And that's even for men, too. It's because you're actually crazy. Mm-hmm. And also, to the men out there, stop getting in fucking relationships that you're not ready for. And stop saying yes just to please the family. Because you're going to end up destroying you and the family. Just saying. I just thought I should put that out there. And actually, on that note, too, I wanted to add in. It's... um. The funny, ironic thing about my relationships is that, so again, this high school sweetheart was that, uh, you know, off to the side. That was in its own little ballpark. But the other two, the ironic thing about it is that, so my first major ex, other than my high school one, so she was older than me. Said so she was my manager at work. So she was older than me and I was younger. Nice. So the, so the dynamic of it. That's what a jerk would say. Yes. <laughs> So uh, the dynamic, like she was looking to settle down now, like she was looking to have the kids now, and I was young. Mm-hmm. I want, I was haven't gone through my party stage yet. I wanted to, you know, be out of the clubs, blah blah blah. Yeah, of course. So that that was wasn't the reason we broke up. I said again, it was my my goal to move out to Vancouver, which right. we were ultimately broken up. But then there was that was the main core issue we've had. Our uh, fast forward two years with my most recent ex. I was the older one. She was the younger one. You can call it karma because I was starting to get to that point too because at that point, the sad thing is, is I wasn't saying that I was necessarily giving up on the goals of LA, but it was kind of like, ah, I got stuck in this rut again and I was coming out of $30,000 in debt and I was kind of just kind of getting my, my life back together and then I was like, okay, I can sustain this. And, but I was the older one and I was like trying to clamp her down. But she was trying to go through that party phase. Again, I think it might be karma. But again, the values didn't line up. That was karma, yeah. It was definitely karma. But the values didn't line up, which was, the, I guess, the underlying issue that really destroyed both relationships. Right. Even though both exes, like I'm going back to Canada this next week, I can literally call out both of them and we can go out. And like We actually, we are still on good terms. I can say that all my exes were on great terms. But, you know, again, it's... The good thing is that you know is the values didn't line up. Is that's why I didn't break up. It didn't, or we broke up. It wasn't a fact of there was cheating, lies. Right. We were very. I was very open. Both of them. I've always had these big dreams since day one. So right. it's like, you know, it's just one of those things where it just run its course and you got to move on and you know you, you know leave it on a good note and respect each other. So yeah. And if you're a child listening to this podcast, I hope you're learning something. But cover your ears. Dudes, keep your penis in your pants. And if you can't, don't get in a relationship. Actually, you can uncover your, uncover your ears because that's like pretty... Like, right, that's just pretty... That's pretty scientific words right everybody there. Everybody <laughs> to really hear nowadays, especially again, is if you can't keep your penis in your pants, don't get in a relationship. And woman, vice versa, you don't have a penis. But if you can't keep your hots to yourself, don't get in a relationship. But I think to end on a... To end on a good note, um, do know, though, that breaking up, like you said, because you're not made to be with just one person, so breaking up is a part of this and learning lessons is a part of this. So when you, if you break up and if you come out of a relationship, come out with something. Don't just come out with blue balls. Right. T- to be honest, don't just come out with like being horny or something. Come out with actual lesson that you want to, you know, that you can take and apply to your next relationship and then apply to your next relationship until it's finally got to that point where you're like, I've learned what I le- needed to learn. Now I'm going to settle down and apply everything that I've learned. And of course, you still haven't learned everything. But once you've gotten to that place, you know. Please do. But there is a necessity to relationships. And I hate to say, but the necessity is sometimes you have to break up. But also, Mm -hmm. you have to feel every emotion that comes with that. You can't hold that in because then you build that up and you become bitter toward the next person that you want to be with. And it, it gets way worse being with this person. And now y'all are fighting all the time and it's not because of who you are it's because of what they've been through and now they can't trust people Mm -hmm. and it's because they're holding this in so when they see this person or when they hear about this person or even sometimes something you do remind them of you know remind you of them and then you take it out on the person that you date so if you break up 
make sure you feel all those emotions. Don't stay in waddle or like lay in your, you know, crying or whatever. But just know your ex was great and it was a wonderful time in your life. You have to ask yourself, was this person really right for me? When you meet someone new and continuously compare them to your ex, are you comparing them to someone who was good for you or to someone who was simply was familiar and represents what you think love is supposed to look like? And is that a fair comparison? You can miss that person that you break up with or that you were in a relationship with, but don't let that or don't let them define what a relationship is supposed to be. Don't convince yourself that your ex is the only one for you. You experience one type of love with them, but there's billions of other types of loves just waiting to one-up your last experience in your relationship. So, now I think the question is up to you. And you can respond to this question on our social media. Was your ex right for you? Or, here's a better question. When you're in a relationship, are you finding yourself comparing your ex to your current? And if so, why is that? And what are you comparing? Or is it healthy to do that? I think that's the question. Is it healthy to compare your ex to your current? You can answer that on the self-approved PD pages. (laughs) On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that hits the ray on the... What did we say last time? Nail in the coffin? The nail on the coffin, the nail on the head. Should we we got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have something more fine Somebody let us know if that's true, what the true meaning of that but is. But I wanted, I think, you know, we, uh, we covered everything. You said if we have anything else, we can throw it on our pages there for more dialogue. But I think we should just go right into a Twitter me this thing. I think we should. Because we missed it last episode because our conversation was just kept on going. Phenomenal. Going. It, was a, it was a huge conversation. So I say let's get into the tour to me this segment. If did you, you do, Did you have any? Oh, I do. Oh, okay. But I don't know if it was for a relationship. I can check and see if it was specifically for a relationship. So maybe I should go first then. Yeah. Okay. So let me explain what Twitter me this yes. is. Twitter me this is we go... On Twitter, and you could either find a tweet that is very specific to a relationship, or you can go and just find a random tweet, and you're just like in your head thinking, What the hell does this mean? Or like, you're just like, What? Like, this doesn't make sense. Or why would they post something like this? So you can go ahead and go first. So the beautiful thing about this Twitter me this is that, you know, before for any other episodes, I usually just look for random stuff that's kind of off topic. But I've actually been using this podcast like this last 45 minutes. I've been using it as more of a therapy session for myself because a lot of stuff I've held in. And so even though there's a song by Six Black called X Calling, I've been listening to a lot lately. I don't know why. I'm not missing my exes or anything like that. So both my Twitter me this is. This is, I think that's what it is, but are both X related. So this one is from a Kira Nadia underscore. It's, I'm not a bitter X. If you're happier with someone else, I'm happy for you. I don't want to be with anyone I can't make happy. And that one is something that just, I think everyone can relate to is that, again, basically what I would just, we were just saying there is when your values don't line up, Sometimes it just wasn't meant to be. Or, you know, that person who was meant to be in that one season of your life. And I think this one kind of just hit it on the, the, again, nail in the coffin, was that if you're not meant to be, don't be bitter about it. Don't hate. Don't drag it out and hate on them. It's just embrace the time for what it was and move on and just appreciate the time you did have together. That was a good one. That was a good one. I think I kind of went in a different direction of mine. It still has to do with the relationship theme. But I want to know anybody that's listening, opinion, or in your opinions. And we're going to post these screenshots on our social media pages. So you can go and see it and respond to it. But what is your opinion on this? Because it's 2019, like I've mentioned before so many times on this. A partner, my goal is to be their king and then my queen. Here's why. A true king will bend over backwards to make their queen happy. A true king makes sure his queen has no need unfulfilled. A queen supports her king 
and a queen is there for her king. Hashtag relationship goals. Is that really relationship goals? Or is that just what a relationship should be? It sounded a lot like a fantasy. Whew. It did. Whoa. Okay, that hit hard. What do you mean by that? It sounds like it's a whole Disney theme. King, the queen. Like, sure, obviously, everyone wants that as a relationship goal. But could you just read? Can you actually show me it? Yeah. Just so I can, because uh, I caught most of it. So Here's why. True king will bend over backwards and make the queen happy. True king makes sure his queen is known for the queen supports her king. Queen. Actually, that kind of goes with what we were talking about. You'll probably hear this side episode we had the other night after our inaugural episode. But we're kind of talking about the roles of a relationship. And that kind of basically hits that, what we were talking about, is that a king is going to go out and, you know, take over. And the, right. queen, the queen is going to take care of the kingdom, right? Exactly. That's kind of the basis of what I've interpreted that is. But again, a lot of that does come from, you know, I always love the king and queen metaphors in a relationship. Mm. But I think sometimes, too, that puts unnecessary expectations of a relationship. Exactly, yeah. That's what I said. That it's puts more like, strain on a relationship as well. That's what I was saying. It's kind of like your Disney... But, you know, I do agree with a lot of that. It does make a lot of sense. Um, but both how it was worded for the king and the queen, those both need to be flipped as well. Hey, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say, yeah, I definitely understand what you mean by it's a Disney, you know, fantasy type relationship. But also, like I've mentioned so many times before in 2019, you saying all of this, you know, the king does this, the king does this. But... Also, women mm-hmm. do the same. And then sometimes the man is just there to support his queen and, you know, is there for his queen. And sometimes that's all it takes. But we have to remember that in these situations that those roles are even. Actually, um, I'm not too, are you familiar with Grant Cardone and Elena Cardone? Yes. Now, they are... I follow them a lot. And I would almost arguably say that they're relationship goals for me. And the thing I love about them is that they do understand each other's roles. Mm-hmm. Grant, he's the moneymaker. He goes out, he makes the deals. He is just, you know, he's, he's the man. He's the king. Elena, she takes care of the, this, the more soft. She takes care of the kids. She takes care of the home. But together, they, they're, they're building this empire because they understand each other's roles. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And then I think, you know, that's, again, that's the, at the end of the day, relationship goals. Right. They communicate and they know what each other needs to do. There's no gray area of, well, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Mm-hmm. They both know exactly what's going on. And that, I think, was leading to their, obviously, their marriage has many more years to go. So the, the end is to be seen. Right. But what they have going right now is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And with that being said, I think that's all for that segment because there's uh, a I thought we were doing two each. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. Actually, we don't even need to because this other one wasn't as good. That was the, my better one. But I'm going to drop this one too. So it was from I Am Mizzy Raw. He says, My ex this. These are in quotations, the first two. My ex this, Max that. We get it. You hurt big. We get it. You hurt big mad. You have every right to be if you were done wrong, 100%. But peep, if y'all not on speaking terms, never will be, again, then move on. Let God and time do the healing. Stop being extra on social media. Entertain these people for what? And that's another thing, Bro, too. Bro, that's a, that's a good one. Because I can, I said, like, I can go back home next week and I can be, I'm on speaking terms with all my exes. And it's so, again, with the whole social media age is seeing other, I've seen so many other people go through crazy, stupid breakups Yeah. where they're calling each other. And the, actually, the worst thing is, is when they break up, Yeah. go on a big rant, talk sh- like mad shit about the other person, mm-hmm. and then a week later, they're back together. Oh, that, okay. The worst. You know what? I think it's the worst, and I'm going to say it's the worst, and if somebody in my family is listening to this, I will not make you specific, or I will not say your name, but it's the worst, and I need you to know that, because you talk mad trash about them, but then y'all end up back together. Like what? 
That's what? stupid. It's not smart. Like, don't waste your time sitting here arguing and then go back to the dang on person. Or you, or you make yourself seem stupid because you're talking mad trash about them. Exactly. And you're saying how bad of a person they are, but then you're back with them. So everything you just said, why did you say it? Now you're with that bad person, mm-hmm. that person that treats you like trash and all this other stuff. You're with that person now, so you've kind of just wasted your time. For what? You know, the thing is, I don't believe you should worry about what other people think, but in that scenario, what do you think people think about you? You look very dumb. Quite dumb, indeed. Oh, no, you definitely look dumb, and I think I think for that, it's he- it should be healthy to say that you look dumb. Yeah. Because... You do. You you look dumb, you know, talking about that. And then they see you like two days later and y'all are hugged up. Mm-hmm. Can you make up your mind? Exactly. Or just shut up and stop talking about. Now you're telling us how bad of a taste you have in people. It has the Actually, that's the one. That's every time I see that. That's the first thing I think is like, obviously, you have a bad choice in human beings who you date. And the thing is... That's on you. <laughs> and you're telling the world... The, the biggest thing about that is you're telling the world that you know that. Yeah. You're telling the world that I know that this person is like this, but you know, I I really like this person or we got children together. You can have children together and still do what y'all need to mm-hmm. do and be professional about it. That's the thing, too, is people need to understand is that, yes, we understand you're hurting. You're not happy with this person. We get it. Time, as, as that, that tweet said it perfectly. Time heals all. And just for the record, the, the grammar wasn't the best in that tweet. So th- <laughs> the reason why it didn't come out of my mouth so good is because the words were a little difficult in how it was uh, grammatically put together. So. I think this is the first time I would say this on this podcast and maybe the only time, but that's what she said. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I think that one called for it. <laughs> but yeah, just um, my advice on that is just keep it to yourself because you know who's watching and then it's not a good reflection on yourself. And yeah, that's just silly. It's silly. Really, really silly. If you have nothing nice to say... Don't post about it. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the number one thing that we should be teaching this generation. You don't have anything nice to say, don't post about it. And I think that ends this segment. It does. <laughs> so, guys, if you've been a faithful listener to this podcast... Which I hope you were. I hope you were. Or are. Or are now. Is you know that we have this segment on this podcast called Not Too Deep, and it's where we both take time to talk about something that's actually really deep, but we time ourselves two minutes each to to talk about this. Um, so we don't go on and on and on forever. We the rules are you have two minutes. At the moment that the timer goes off. You have to just stop and mention it wherever you are. You can't continue. You can't explain. You stop right there. And so if you want to time me. Mm-hmm. I got you. Countdown. Three, two, one. Oh, that's not stop. But, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, we're good. Sorry. I gave you three seconds. Go. So my not too deep topic today is speaking of relationships. I think we kind of got into this earlier, but I think divorce is a big thing to talk about. And I'm not talking about it for the wife or the husband, because that's a whole nother situation. But I want to talk about it from the kid's perspective. I didn't have both parents in my life, but it's not because of divorce. But I know a lot of people that, or a lot of kids or a lot of my friends that don't have both parents in their family, and it's because of divorce. And these divorces are some that was good and some that were bad. But I think my overall point that I really want to make into this one is make sure whatever you come to the conclusion of with your wife or with your husband or whoever, make sure it's good with your child. Because 
Divorce can damage a child. It can do wonders to a child, but it can also really, really damage a child. It can damage that child's relationship. It can damage the child's mindset. So when they want to go out with somebody, that can be stuck on the top of their brain and they're like, wait, but one day we're going to get married and then one day we're going to get divorced like my mom and dad. I've heard it all before. And I think it's really sad and it gets really depressing when you continually like hear your friend talking about, oh yeah, my mom and my dad was divorced and they hate each other now. But then you also hear those people that are like, yeah, my mom and my dad are divorced and that they're great. They're great friends. And so there's big things to weigh on each side. But if, if you decide to divorce in this marriage or in a marriage, definitely take the time to check with your child and make sure they're... You can finish that because you, you lost a couple seconds there. Okay. Make sure they're okay with it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. In three, two, one, go. So I would like to just keep the theme going when it comes to relationships. And that is always keep your standards high. And when you keep your standards high, you really got to look at the person you're with. And I've realized this is that people are a product of their environments. How they're raised is truly who they're going to not only become, but where they want to go. Even though both those things I just said are on the same thing. The two, again, going back to my story before, both my major relationships, both of them were totally different elements. My one side, the one that I could have seen myself marrying, her family were, you know, tight-knit family, parents always together. The other one, that previous one before coming out to L.A., parents grew up, the, the mother, and uh, she was with some her newest boyfriend, they're, you know, just skimming through life, barely, barely making it. Their standards were very low and, you know, there wasn't very good, um, very good role models for their, for her upbringing. So you can see where they they expect life to go based off of how they were raised. And I think that's a critical thing is you really need to look at how they're, the people you're with is how they're raised because that's where you're going to go and that's how your kids are going to be raised. Because they're going to take those values that they took from their parents and put it on to yours. I've been very lucky. I was raised, I think I had the perfect, perfect upbringing. My well, parents, you're a Canadian. Exactly. So, you know, my, my mom and my dad, they weren't always, they were never together for my life. But my mom and my stepdad had a very good relationship. They're still together. Because of that, I've been able to just take good things from both sides. And I've been, I'll be able to take those values into my next relationship. So my biggest thing is keep your standards high, but make sure you analyze who you're with because they're going to be, you know, adding to that value to your children. Yes, sir. And just like that, the segment, it's over. Just like that. Just like that. Welcome to this segment of the podcast, and this segment is called Psychobabble. One, thanks to Tyler Oakley, because we took your podcast title and we made it a segment on ours. Psychobabble is basically where we take one minute each, just almost like not too deep, but we take one minute and we just talk about anything. This one cannot be like anything deep, all right? This can be any crazy, weird, stupid thing that's on the top of your brain, and you talk about it for one minute, and you have to stop at one minute. Once that timer go off, you stop saying stuff, and it no longer matters. Are you ready, Jaya? I am so ready. Time, Misa. One, two, three, and you're good. Oh my God, listen, I don't normally complain on my podcast, but oh my God, Postmates has been getting on my nerves. Dude, I ordered Postmates four times this week and they messed up my order four times this week and they've had to credit me and refund me four times this week. I've gotten four other free meals because they are stupid and they don't listen to their, they don't pay attention to who their carriers are. And it just, oh my God, bad food. Why? People, oh my God, how does it take you 50 damn minutes to get from a McDonald's around the corner of my house 
to my house. It doesn't make sense. So why is my food cold? I'm pretty sure they didn't give it to you cold. I'm pretty sure they gave it to you in correct packaging. So why is the why is the bag ripped? Why is the drink watered down if I ask for tea and it's Sprite? I don't get it. Stop being stupid. I don't even know. Okay, there you go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. This might be a little controversial because today the Notre Dame church was burning down. So everyone's making a big deal about this. So the Catholic Church or the, you know, the religious institution has been ruining the lives of Native Americans for hundreds of years. No one blinks an eye, but once a little church starts burning down, all these white people start getting crazy. It was insane seeing this. Sure, yes, I understand there's a lot of history behind it, but think about all the bad things that those motherfuckers have been behind. But now, they're all angry. Not angry, they're sad. They're, everyone is, there's going to be fundraisers, there's going to be all that. But what about the people that they have hurt? I'm not, you know, I'm not a very religious person, as you can see. I'm not very anti, I'm not anti-church per se, but it's like, hey, it's just an old-ass building. It's been around for 900 years. Maybe it's time. It's about to go down. I probably have, what, one second to go. Boom. And that, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect timing. That was the most hilarious thing. That I was I, I was trying to debate on whether I wanted to talk about that because I don't believe that's a deep subject. I I really wanted to go that same route with it. So I'm, we're here. We're here with that. All right. Well, this segment is over. Let's go to the next one. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really hope you took something from it. And I, we weren't just talking just to be talking. We were hoping that you really do take something from it, because remember, this is not just our podcast, this is your podcast, the community's podcast, where we also want to hear what you think about these subjects. So hit us up on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at PD and tell us what you thought, tell us what you want us to talk about. We want to hear everything. Tell us the tweets that you found that you're like, what the hell is this? But not only that, one last thing before we go. Thanks to all of our sponsors, to Anchor and to Podcoin. Podcoin is the podcast player that pays, you know? So I think you should go and go and check that out. You're not just having to listen to a boring podcast. You can earn stuff from it. Uh, You hear their ad somewhere in this podcast. But no, again, thank you so much. Thank you to our wonderful new co-host and... I'm just excited from where this is about to go. Mm-hmm. And if you want my official outro, here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Remember, while buffering Benjamin makes you happy, find your grace and style. Remember, you deserve a drink and that you're official by your own approval because it's time for you to learn how to be a boss and write some notes to yourself. It's been your boy, Official Rico and J.O. Stacks. I think you should catch us next week next Tuesday to find out what we're going to talk about. But for now, stalk us on social media because we might we might be putting some stuff out that we're going to need you to chime in on. And I need new X. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Play the outro. Play the outro. Wait. The, you know what I mean. Go. And one big thing, if you've been seeing all of these pictures we've been posting on our social media, it's been because of our great friend, great director, great photographer, director Huey G. Hey man, one and only, the only one, director Huey G. Made solid films. You book me or you're not. Just like that. Book him or you don't, but I tell you, he got promising results. This has been a commercial. With Official Rico and Director Huey G. Put me or not. Make sure you go and follow me, your boy, Official Rico, on Instagram at Elrico Dixon, on Twitter at Larico A. Dixon, and on Facebook at Elrico Dixon, and even on YouTube at Official Rico. And if you know how to need to know how to spell those things, 
figure it out. No, just go over to my Instagram and you'll find all of those things. And you can find me at J.O. Stacks on all platforms. My YouTube is Mr. Stacks TV. And most importantly, you can find this all on Stacks.tv, the official website. That's where you find this podcast as well. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcoin, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts, this podcast is available there. Make sure you spread it, like it, post it, share it. Big announcement, guys. This podcast is no longer on Mondays. It's moved to Tuesdays. But guess what's so special about Tuesdays? These episodes come out at 4.16 a.m. Not p.m., but 4.16 a.m. It wasn't just the date. It was to promote everything else. This podcast is now on Tuesdays, and it comes out at 4.16 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. PST. Guys, we must not go any further before we thank Anchor for being our host of our podcast. This platform, Anchor, is the easiest way to make your podcast ever. Literally, their mission is to democratize audio. We believe everyone should be able to have their voices heard regardless of their background or experience level. If you ever try to start a podcast, you know all the logistical barriers that stand in your way. At Anchor, that doesn't even matter. We aim to remove all those barriers. Our goal is to make podcasting easy and fun without sacrificing the quality every podcaster deserves. You should go to anchor.fm and start your podcast today if you want to create a podcast. We all should be allowed to say what we want, right? Start your own podcast. And you can go to anchor.fm. Start your podcast. I promise you, it's as easy as one, two, three, and ABC. Thank you for tuning in to the Cecil Proof Podcast. But one last thing before you go, make sure you go over to our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cecil Proof PD. Join in on the conversation, share your tips and tricks, and make sure you go and spread this podcast everywhere. Tag us in it, post it, tweet it, whatever you need to do. Make sure the babies know about it, your grandmother know about it. Everybody should know about this podcast. Again, thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye.